Hey, beautiful people. Welcome to the BU Podcast. I'm your host, Ariel Von Bretter. My mission is to empower people to become the best versions of themselves so that they can live their best lives. I'm redefining success so people stop living the lives they think they should live and start living the lives they love. Join me weekly as I share my own insights and speak with guests that have embraced their unique gifts into living life on their terms. I hope these conversations inspire you to make the most out of your life by being your best self. Remember, be you, be beautiful. Hey, you guys, I'm so excited to share this interview with you all. I had the honor of speaking with Tressa Azarel Smallwood. She is a former teacher turned best-selling author, publisher, and filmmaker. She's currently partnering with BET and BET Her to share the stories of African-American women. Through her work, she is bringing awareness to topics such as mental health, domestic violence, and breast cancer. I'm just so amazed by all that she is doing. Tressa is proof that you really can go after anything that you want. Please go check out her work, and I hope that you're inspired by this conversation. Enjoy. Before we get into the show, I wanted to take a moment to share how I host my podcast using Anchor. It's free and easy to use. You can record and edit using your phone or computer, and then Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. It's super easy to use, and they do the work for you. I highly recommend using Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, on to the show. Tressa, thank you so much for uh, joining me on the BU podcast today. Will you just please introduce yourself and tell the audience a little bit about who you are? Sure. So I am Tressa Azarel Smallwood. Uh, I am a wife, a mom, serial entrepreneur, and a filmmaker. Thank you so much for having me, Ariel. Your background is actually in teaching, right? Will you just go ahead and I want to go back to kind of the beginning to see how you got from teaching to where you are now? I know. So it's such an untraditional story about how, you know, I started out as a school teacher and now ended up in the film industry. People ask all the time, like, what was that transition like? How did it happen? Um, And it was one of those things where I know it was truly a divine intervention from God because it was not planned. I have no background in film at all. Um, But in uh, 2001, I was actually teaching uh, grade at the time. Mm -hmm. And I ended up being pregnant with my daughter, Bailey, who's now 19. Yeah. And so I went to the doctor for, you know, a regular visit and the doctor told me that I was three months pregnant and that, you know, I was in jeopardy of losing my baby if I didn't go on bed rest. Oh, wow. So of course, all of that was, yeah, that was a huge shock. Um, and so ended up going on bed rest for six months. And during that time, while on bed rest, I decided to write a book. You know, not because that was my background or something that I really, you know, had always desired to do, but it was either do something with the remote. So I chose to do something productive. I wrote a book and that one book turned into a huge bestseller um, and was the start to my book publishing company. So I never went back to work. Wow. And that was the beginning. So, so, you know, the transition was not necessarily from teaching straight into movies. It was teaching into, you know, from going from a school teacher to an author and then eventually, you know, started my own book publishing company, started publishing other authors, which gave me all of the content 
And then that's when the movie hit. Wow. So with writing your first book, I mean, did you ever have any sort of vision that you wanted to write a book or ever publish a book or like, where did this come from? I know I'm telling you, I did not. I even, I have to ask myself that question all the time. It was never, you know, I I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but definitely never had the vision that I wanted to be an author. Um, That seed was, was actually planted by a family member who literally came to visit me while I was on bed rest. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, you should write a book. You know, you're good at writing. And I was like, ah, oh, write a book. Like, that's, you know, that's a lot. That's time. Cause of, you know, <laughs> what would I write about? You know, and so she was working um, at a penitentiary at the, at the time. And she was telling me all of these crazy stories. And I was oh, wow. like, that stuff is unbelievable. Yeah. And so I wrote this book called A Life to Remember, which is literally, you know, it's fiction, but it's it's loosely based off of a lot of the stories that she was telling me about her experiences working there. Yeah. So that was my very first book. So I published the book in 2002, even though I wrote it in 2001, um, yeah. you know, because obviously when you publish books, it takes time for the marketing and you know, you have to give it your all when you publish, when you're literally publishing and marketing a book. Right. Um, and so it, it took a lot of time. So by the, when I put it out in 2002, it became a bestseller instantly. I sold 5,000 copies within the first two months wow. and made 40 grand. That was a wake up call for me because I said, okay, as a school teacher with a master's degree, I was making $43,000 back then. Right. Yeah. It's like, well, you got your whole salary in a couple weeks. Yeah. In two months. I was like, okay, this was pretty cool. And I liked it and I'm good at it. So I was like, let me duplicate that and see how it goes. So yeah, I ended up writing, you know, other books, published more authors and it became, you know, my new business, my company. Yeah. That's awesome. And so I'm kind of curious of like, when you went through the publishing process the first time, like, did you, what were kind of like your expectations when you released your book out into the world? So I had unrealistic expectations. Um, I was listening to society and, you know, reading articles like JK Rowling, getting these big deals and, you know, selling 2 million copies on the first day. (laughs) I think my head was in the zone of, oh, yes, I'm going to do this. And I soon found out, oh, that that does not happen to everyone. It is a lot of hard work, a lot of marketing, and you have to have the right fan base for that. Um, So I was happy with the success of the book, but it was totally you know, not what I expected. I, I expected more, but that's just because I was listening to other people and believe in the hype. Right. But in a way, I mean, you still had a very successful start. So I think kind of having that mindset oh, sure. that you were going to be big was very helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and did you have any like fears or doubts when you went through this process? Yeah. I mean, anytime that you're spending a lot of money and going into uncharted territories, it is slightly fearful. But, you know, that little bit of fear pushes you. If there's no fear at all, that means the dream isn't big enough. Mm, Yeah, that's a good point. And then, so how did you go from publishing this book to getting into the film industry? 
Well, what was happening is in around 2014, I had gotten to the point where I believe at that at that uh, point in my life, I had roughly 140 books under my company that I own the rights to those books. Oh, wow. Seven of those books I personally have written. Yeah. The others are written by authors under my label. And so I was being approached by, uh, you know, production companies and that were saying, hey, do you have any um, book projects that we can look at? We're interested in doing books to film. Uh, we'd like to buy the rights to some of your projects. And yeah. so obviously I know from a business perspective that, you know, maintaining ownership is really the key. Right. So I didn't really want to sell my rights for other people to produce the move. So it was really more of a business decision. Mm -hmm. So for me, I said, well, I've never made a movie before. So let me go and hire people who actually um, have made movies successfully. So that's yeah. what I did. I ended up hiring four to five people. Um, actually, they were all out of Philadelphia. Um, Jamal Hill had already made uh, Brotherly Love and Deuces with Queen Latifah's movie company. Yeah, so I wow. said, um, yes, I brought him on board and he came to Maryland and stayed with me for six weeks. And we made the very first movie, Secret. That's awesome. So and that movie was successful, not because of me. It was because I knew how to hire people who knew what they were doing. <laughs> right. And I mean, in hiring these people, like, did you have any connections or how did you kind of break into this? Yeah. So just, just, you know, um, calling around saying, Hey, you know, such and such, I want to set up a meeting with them, you know, and you know, nowadays it's so easy to get in touch with people. There's social media, there's IMDB pro. You mm -hmm. can contact almost anybody. The question is, are they going to talk to you or not? But, you right. know, and I was, I was very clear. Hey, I just really want to set up a meeting. I'm the, I'm the owner of 162 books. I'm looking to turn some of these books into movies. I mean, anybody in the film industry, you know, as a director would say, oh, well, I, that's a meeting that I need to take. Right. Yeah. So you were very smart in how you kind of like present positioned yourself with, you know, owning yeah. these other books. And then, you know, knowing that like, oh, if I still own the rights to the books and do the movie myself, you know, like that, it's going to turn into something. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, that was, that was really good. And then was there anything that was like, that really like surprised you throughout this process? Yeah, the, how how much hard work it was. <laughs> I think all of us, when we when we watch TV, we see the end result, right? You watch Entertainment Tonight. What do you see? People walking on the red carpet. You mm -hmm. watch the Oscars. You know, it looks fabulous. Yeah, uh, but when you when you are behind the scenes making the movie, it's far from fabulous. Right. And that was that was the realization for me that this is this is a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I've been traded, but it is a lot of work. And that's one of the things that I did not expect going in the beginning because of, of my, um, look, my false perception. Yeah. And I mean, so what made you keep going? Cause a lot of times it's so easy for people to like, Oh, this is harder than I thought. I'm just going to give up. Like what made you keep going? Yeah. I mean, well, one, you know, being the owner of a book publishing company, that had its own own set of challenges. So mm -hmm. I'm used to the hard work. So, you know, that wasn't going to deter me just because I got in and realized 
that it was a lot different than what I expected because I'm, I'm used to the hard work. So right. work ethic plays a big part in this. You, you can't be willing to, um, you know, you, you just have to understand that when I go in and do this, no matter what happens, I got to see it through to the end. And it's really a mindset thing. Mm-hmm. And do you have kind of like a, like a mission or why or like purpose that kind of drives you? Yeah, I really want to be able to tell um, African-American stories mm-hmm. from an African-American female perspective. Yeah. I think that's important because the reality is most of the shows that are made, movie shows, et cetera, are made by big wigs in Hollywood. Right. And they can't necessarily tell every everybody's story. Right. And I know that you have some uh, short films that are coming up uh, with BET that are discussing African-American stories and struggles like breast cancer and uh, mental health and domestic violence. I'm really excited about that series. Will you just tell us a little bit more about that and what that entails? Yeah, this is really huge. Um, I think that it's going to benefit a lot of people who are not accustomed to verbally uh, talking about some of these issues. Mm-hmm. And so what we've done is we've tapped into a lot of celebrity directors. Uh, so mm-hmm. for example, for the, the couch, which is the mental health initiative, um, Vivica Fox, mm-hmm. uh, who is well known. Yeah. There's Mona Scott Young, who, um, you know, has the, definitely the, the attraction to the youth. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when you're talking about, now highlighting mental health, you know, they can tap into those audiences and, and they will most likely listen because it's coming from them. Right. And so they've done like a lot of PSAs to talk about why it's important to get help. Um, you know, they, they, they're basically making it cool to seek um, some mental health help. Yeah. Whereas before people would not talk about it and it's okay to talk about it. And so that's, that's the goal to get people comfortable with talking about what's going on and knowing that it's okay to not be okay. Right. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm big on mental health and mental health awareness. And I mean, I know that like, especially in the African-American community, it's not a topic that is typically talked about. So seeing, Mm -hmm. you know, other people, especially celebrities and well-known people talk about it and that it's okay. is just, I think it's just so impactful. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait for you to see these. The mental health project actually air in July Mm -hmm. on BET, Her. Yeah. And then the Breast Cancer Project actually air in October and Domestic Violence airs in October as well. Okay, awesome. And how did you kind of get connected with this project? Uh, one of the executive producers um, has licensed some of my films before. Um, her name is Larissa Bates. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, a, um, she's one of the executive producers of all of the Women's Health Initiatives. Uh, because she had already seen my work, yeah, and, you know, she was accustomed to my project. She just tapped me to produce it for them. That's awesome. I mean, and what impact do you really want um, these stories to leave with people? I think I think I want to focus more on the preventative side. 
you know, mm-hmm. so for example, in our breast cancer short, a lot of the film will highlight, you know, what you can do to avoid getting to the point where you're too late, um, you know, where you're stage three, stage four. Um, yeah. We want to get people in and get um, in the early stages, you know, and on the mental health side, when you know that there's a problem or you need to think that there's a problem, seek mm-hmm. help and, and, you know, right then don't know become too drastic and so I I think that that's that's the part that we want to really highlight yeah yeah I think you know seeking help um earlier is always better and especially you know with preventing things that they don't get worse and you're not you know at stage four finding it and stuff um I'm kind of curious um and you know it's it's okay if you don't want to share but I'm just curious about like what if you have any experience, personal experience with any of these topics? Um, you know, I do. I do all of them, actually. Um, yeah. I have family members who, yeah, I have family members who uh, battled uh, breast cancer. A mm-hmm. uh, couple family members right now in, in remission. Um, I've lost family members. So, I mean, definitely it's a topic that hit close, hits close to home. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm big on on pushing mammograms. Um, you know, doing some you know campaigns. Last year, we we, we um, partnered with Washington Radiology in the Washington D.C. area, so that oh, awesome. we could get mammograms for people who were one they never wanted to get mammograms in the first place, but then two because of COVID, we're like, hey, just because you're home doesn't mean that breast cancer still doesn't exist, right? Um, so, you know, definitely always involved with that on every level. This is our first year with the hotline where we are focusing on uh, the domestic violence. So mm-hmm. Carrie Hilson, um, mm-hmm. Raheem Devon, they all star in um, her lifeline, which highlights how um, a lot of times domestic violence is going on. And yeah. with social media, it brings now another element of it. And that's what that short is about. Right. So I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you for sharing, you know, that it is uh, close to home for you and that you, you know, and what else you're doing um, to kind of bring awareness to these topics. Um, I think that's great. Uh, What other projects are you working on that you want to talk about? Yeah, well, we are in uh, pre-production on on two other major projects right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're about to film Trophy Wife in July. Okay. Um, and so, look, that is the reason for my lack of internet today to talk to you in a stable place. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so we're excited about that project. And then we're working on, we're in pre-production on Greenwood Avenue, which is um, our scripted scripted program about uh, the Tulsa race riots of 1921. But yeah. we're telling this story in a contemporary manner, which was in hopes of a uh, more of the youth. Right. So we're really excited. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've got lots of timely projects coming up that are just really important yeah. to shed some more light on. That's right. That's awesome. That's right. So we are, we are busy, but productive and loving the work that we're doing. 
Good. And, you know, you said earlier that kind of like what keeps you going is like, like you're just, just have a good work ethic and um, you're a hard worker. I'm kind of curious if you have any tips to help people that, I mean, cause we're always like, Oh, I'm too busy to do something. And I mean, you're doing a lot. So how do you really manage it all? The habit of doing is we say that we're too busy to get things done, but we make time for what we value. Right. So mm-hmm. if you really, really want to do something, then you have to put in the time and you have to, you have to sacrifice. And I think that that's, that's something that I do well. I just have to put things into perspective everything won't make the cut but the stuff that I really want to get done I put I put time into it I make it a priority and that's the only way that it's going to be successful yeah and I really loved how you said like everything won't make the cut I think that's just so simple but it's very powerful yeah it won't it won't I used to try to make it happen and then I realized oh no it's not happening (laughs) No, yeah. Um, and so yeah. how has being yourself impacted your success? Oh, well, which area, Ariel? That's a, that's a tough question. <laughs> In whatever area you would like, just, you know, I'm all about people being their most authentic selves. And I'm just curious if that has if being yourself has kind of played any impact in where you are today, or if you've ever had any like struggles, like finding your authentic voice or anything like that. Yeah, I think, I think the part that is uh, for me right now, the impact is probably um, deciding what really matters. Right. And so, you know, if you can have influence over creatives, like right now, there are a lot of creatives who want to do what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and I put a lot of time and focus on making sure that that I give true testimonies of what this is really like. Because yeah. for too long, people have sugarcoated this industry and made it made it to be something that it's not. So people right. really know the truth. Um, you know, I think that that's, that's key. And I definitely think that that I have impact when it comes to, um, you know, how to become a filmmaker, right? The average person would say, no, a school teacher cannot become a filmmaker. Uh, an author cannot become a filmmaker. And I mm-hmm. basically dispelled all of that by, by just doing it. Right. Yeah. Did you have people along the way, like telling you like what you were doing was crazy and like that you weren't able to do it? Absolutely. Or- <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. It took forever to make some of them a believer. I had friends who said, are you going to leave your good job where you have summers off? You have a master's in education. Are you kidding me? Right. And I'm like, well, listen, I just would rather put the work in now and have the rest of my life off instead of just summer. Yeah. I mean, and how did you know, like your first book, you know, it did so successful within those first two months. Like, how did you know that that like, wasn't just a fluke and that you could, you know, reproduce it and keep having success? I think because it was more of a blueprint at that time, you know, on the business side, it was like, okay, if you sell 5,000 books of anything, this is your profit. So if you can sell 5,000 by putting up you know, this amount of money in marketing dollars, then you certainly can sell 20,000 if you double that, you know? Right. 
I think it just was a, a business structure and analysis of looking at what was happening. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's a smart way to look at it of like, it's just kind of like a formula. If you do this, this will happen. <laughs> yep. Yep. Absolutely. So yeah, I'm, I'm very pleased, very pleased. Awesome. And what message do you want to leave with people today? Yes, I think that I would, um, I would close with just telling people whatever it is that you want to do, uh, just be passionate about it. You know, you know, I love that your, your podcast is called be you because that's key. People always want to do what other, other people are doing, but you got to look at what, what works for you, you know, find your passion because if you're going to do anything that is, you know, going to leave any type of mark in the earth, then you need to do it well. It's going to take a lot of work, hard work. It's going to be challenges. It will not always be easy. So you need to love it. Be passionate yeah. about it. Yeah. You know, and just stay the course. Just stay the course because there will be hard times, but the best is yet to come. I love that. And what kind of makes it all worth it for you? Oh, my goodness. I'm probably seeing the final product on screen. Yeah. That's yeah, got to be a crazy feeling. <laughs> yeah. Cause sometimes starting from pre-pro all the way to when it comes on, it could be a year, year and a half, sometimes two years. So that's, that's what, that's the final point. When you see it, you're like, okay, that was worth it. Right. Like it all comes together and, and I'm sure like mm-hmm. seeing people enjoy it and what they get out of it. It's gotta be really special. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. And have you ever, um, like, um, acted in any of your movies or, um, films? Oh, no, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. <laughs> that in the cards for you? No, I, w- I wouldn't even consider. No. Really? <laughs> no. You gotta remember, I said, do what you're passionate about and do what you're good at. That's true. <laughs> I'm not good at acting at all. So I don't even <laughs> want to try to get in front of the camera. <laughs> it's like stay in your lane. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I get it. But that, I mean, that's really good of, you know, being aware of what you actually want to do. And cause I'm, I'm sure other people have probably mm-hmm. asked you to do it and you're like, no, I don't yeah. know what I'm good at. That's right. And where can people uh, find you and connect with you? Um, I'll spell it. T-R-E-S-S-A-A-Z-A-R-E-L dot com and then on my social media um, I'm active probably mostly on my Instagram which is CEO Azarel so that's C is in cat E is in pig O is in Oscar and then Azarel A-Z-A-R-E-L Awesome yeah, I'll definitely um, put those links in the show notes so people can find you and connect with you and just, you know, stay tuned for all of the stuff that you have coming out. It's very exciting. Um, so I can't wait to see all of it. Oh, thank you so much for having me today. I truly appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to the BU podcast. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please share with your friends and write me a review. I would love to hear from you. And you can find me on Instagram at BeautifulChick or on my website, BeautifulChick.com. Remember, be you, be beautiful.